Good morning, Phyllis Dobby. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm Devin Wilkins, and welcome everybody to Insight Peterborough. And happy March 1st to everybody. Can you imagine already March? A lot of people are thankful that uh, February is over with, and um, we're headed to spring. You got spring plans, Phyllis? Yes, I'm going down to Ottawa to see the tulips. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. But that's not until May, I hope. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Well, um, so you got lots of time to plan for that. Yes. Terrific. Um, We're going to be talking in a few minutes with uh, Leslie Yee, and she'll have her CNIB hat on. I know she is also a member of the Canadian Council of the Blind, and she's our local chapter's uh, vice president. And uh, the CCB um, is one of the organizations that uh, is a presenter of Insight Peterborough, and so is uh, Big Idea at the Innovation Cluster. But um, right now, she, uh, she, uh, we're going to actually play a song by Jeff Healy first. Um, um, she's going to be talking about the Art in the Dark um, fundraiser that's going to be taking place uh, on uh, March 9th. So because we're talking about blindness and visual impairments and that sort of thing, I thought it would be appropriate to play a song by the late and great Jeff Healy. He went to the same school that I did in Brantford, but much later than I did. Um, so um, what's the name of that song, Phyllis? Well, um, I think we need uh, help in here because I can't find out where it is. Okay, well, you go and get Rob, and, and I'll, I'll just uh, chat away here about um, something. Yeah, so anyway, uh, yeah, Jeff Healy um, went to the school in uh, Brantford. When I went, it was the Ontario School for the Blind, and um, now it's called called the uh, W. Ross MacDonald School. Um, If you listen listen to John Morris, John and Lynn Morris, on their show on uh, Wednesday mornings, uh, Jeff and John went to school together. Um, so I know that his song is something like, I wish I were twins or something like that. What are you looking for, Devin? Uh, it's uh, a song by Jeff Healy called, I think it's called, I wish I were twins. There we go. Found it. Okay. Here we are. I wish that I were twins. Your great big baby kids So I could love you twice as much as I do yeah. I'd have four loving arms to embrace you Four eyes to idolize you Each time I face you With two hearts twice as true What couldn't four lips do When four ears hear you saying I'm yours, all yours You great big baby kids I wish that I were twins so I can love you twice as much as I do. Yeah. 
Okay, Devin, you're back on the air. All right. Was he ever a versatile singer, eh? Mm-hmm. Um, he could really do heavy rock or um, jazz. He loved jazz music. And uh, as I remember it, he had a show on CBC radio uh, talking about uh, jazz music. So he is definitely missed. Well, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be hearing about a fundraiser for our local CNIB office that's coming up on March 9th, which is a week from tomorrow. So here is the interview that I did with Leslie Yee. March 9th is the date of Art in the Dark this year. And with me, I have Leslie Yee, who is helping to organize the event. Hi, Leslie, and welcome to the program. Hi, Devin. Thank you for having me. Uh, Now, most people know you as the vice president of the CCB, and often the CCB is mentioned on this program, the Canadian Council of the Blind. So I think maybe it would be a good idea if you could tell us the difference between the CCB and the CNIB. Yeah, sure. So our CCB group is a self-governed membership group uh, where we pay dues to be part of the group, and uh, that allows us to have voting rights on who our chairperson is and uh, vice chair, treasurer. We're self-governed, so everything that we do uh, is for our group here in Peterborough. When it comes to fundraising, the funds stay in our group, um, as an example. And we also do social activities or physical activities that our group wishes to do. And we organize them ourselves with often with the help of some sighted guides or, and volunteers. But uh, we organize the events, run the events, and um, all the events are um, the events that our group would like to do or like to partake in. The CNIB, Canadian National Institute of the Blind, is uh, also a very large organization. Both Both organizations are large and are both are across Canada. But with the CNIB, they have an office more within employees. And the employees are trained employees in different areas of rehabilitation. So they have a mobility specialist or an independent um, life skills specialist and a vision specialist, as well as some others. They can also help people with vision loss uh, find employment or keep employment that they might have if they're starting to lose vision, um, that sort of thing. So they are now more of a rehabilitation uh, organization. They try to uh, and do help people uh, learn new technologies or learn new ways to do things. Within the CNIB, they do have peer support groups, um, uh, uh, vision mates, volunteers to help with people independently, and in some other, other groups as well, which are also like a social group, but they don't, uh, they're not self-governed. They are run by CNIB volunteers. So um, it, it's both are, are very different in the sense that one, the CCB 
is self-governed. We do social activities and physical activities where the CNIB now is really governed to be more of a rehabilitation type of services. And if you do go to your um, ophthalmologist or optometrist and need help from the CNIB, they can directly now link you to the CNIB as well for those services. So it's much smoother and faster to get that rehabilitation than it has been in many years. And we have an office of the CNIB here in Peterborough, don't we? Yes, it's on King Street, uh, just off, uh, off of George. And uh, we have quite a few staff in there as well. And a lot of times they're out of the office because they do go out to work with people one-on-one -on -one independently. So they're out of the office most of the time, but you can call their number anytime and um, arrange to talk to somebody, set up an appointment to meet them. And they're a very good, caring staff uh, here in Peterborough. I, I've not been to... I really don't know, compared to anyone else in the CNIB, I've only known myself, the staff in Peterborough, but I do find that there are very caring staff here. I'd have to go along with that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the funds that are going to be raised through this Art in the Dark are going to be staying here in Peterborough? Yes, they definitely stay here in Peterborough for programs that they're doing here. And uh, a lot of the programs, the, some of the programs they used to be called, now they are changing the names, but um, for example, uh, Beyond the Classroom program. And what that one does or, or has done is it helps people after high school, for example, whether they're going to college or university or trying to get a job. So it helps them in uh, learning new technologies or you need somebody to go with you to the school to help you find your way around the school or anything like that. And they've got other little programs uh, that run off of that. But um, that's one of the programs that this uh, can fund. We also have uh, our Vision Mate program where we have volunteers that go out to help people one-on-one -on -one, and our peer support group um, as well, which uh, again, volunteers that uh, are helping with the peer support groups a couple times a year. So um, there's a lot of different programs that it can actually help fund and yes, they do stay in our Peterborough area. Terrific. So what is this Art in the Dark all about? Yeah, so it's called Gatsby Art in the Dark, and it has an experiential component where we have, we currently have 17 original works of art by renowned artists. They have been donated and, um, to, our org to our event, actually, and all the funds, like we said, go to the CNIB. And um, we put several pieces, about five pieces, behind a black curtain, and uh, so they're out of everyone's sight. And you go in with a blindfold, and you're with a sighted guide the whole time. And they show you how, uh, or allow you to experience how people with vision loss might experience art. So through touch, through visual description, through someone being with you to talk you through the piece itself, and it really gives you an idea of how exciting art can be, even for people with vision loss. And uh, so during the night, we have hors d'oeuvres. There's uh, a cash bar there, of course. It's held at the venue on George Street. 
We have some entertainment. We also have silent auction items that will be up as well. And um, at the end, all of the 17 pieces that are up go to a live auction, which is done by Keith Monk. And uh, again, then all the proceeds from the live auction go to the CNIB as well. And how much is it going to be for someone to uh, take in the uh, night's events? The cost to get in? Mm -hmm. Well, normal price for the tickets is $75, and then we've got uh, a special if you're buying two uh, 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 tickets for a couple. However, we have just released 40 tickets for $40 each. Mm. So, yeah, almost half price. Yeah. So currently you can go on to the seat of the website and it is cnib.ca backslash art in the dark. And that'll take you right to the site and the ticketing site. And you'll see on it 40 for 40 is the promo code. And you can buy as many tickets as you want at $40, but the tickets are available right now for $40. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, do you think that this event will be as valuable for someone who is blind as it will be for someone who is sighted? Absolutely, because there's a lot of people with vision loss that if you lose your vision later in life, a lot of times you think, oh, you know, I can't do the things I did before. And this could be, you know, one of them could be going to museums and going to art shows or going to experience all of that. They might say, oh, why bother, right? But really you should bother because it, it might be a different way of experiencing art, but it's just as exciting and just as fulfilling. So if it gives a person that even has vision loss or even a completely blind or even just low vision, if it gives you a chance to experience it yourself, please come out and do that. And at the same time, you can enjoy the evening, meet lots of friends and other people that are there, and entertainment, and it's always fun to sit through an auction. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And listen to everyone else, uh, you know, auctioning or bidding on things, or perhaps there might be a piece that you fall in love with. Many of the pieces that the artists do for this event are tactile pieces. So uh, they use different medium. A lot of it is painting and acrylic or oils, and a lot of times they put in different tactile features with it. So it's really, uh, really quite neat to experience all of that. What time does everything get underway? It starts at 7 o'clock and goes to about 10.30, but we're open over there until midnight if anybody wants to stay and linger afterwards. But between 7 and, and 10.30, we'll have the entertainment, the auction, you know, the silent auction and all of that. So, uh, What are you planning for entertainment? Yes, we have Imagine Studios oh. coming in. They have um, their dancers, and they do a couple of dances on the stage for us. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're such wonderful, good dancers. They've actually supported every event that the CNIB has done in the last two years, and they're, uh, they're uh, wonderful dancers. Terrific. Yeah. Okay. And... Um, so there's the entertainment and the and the goodies that you can uh, partake of, plus the um, the 
art pieces that you can um, experience as someone with uh, a visual impairment and then the auction. Yeah, and then the live auction. And of course, because it's a 1920s theme of Gatsby, come dressed up in your 1920s outfits, if you'd like. And we, we, it's not mandatory, of course, but we do let everybody know that uh, please come dressed up. Last year, I would say most of the people came dressed up last year, and it was really quite fun. Okay. Made for some great pictures, and yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Um where is this going to be taking place? It's at the venue on George oh, Street. Yes. It's right beside Showplace Theater is the venue. Uh-huh. And it's a beautiful um, inside as well. And it's accessible for everybody, including wheelchairs. So it's accessible right from the street all the way in. All right. It's quite good. Yeah. Terrific. Now, where should people, uh, first of all, this is going to be taking place on March 9th? Yes, Saturday, March 9th. Doors open at 7 o'clock at the venue. And they can purchase tickets at the CNIB website. So cnib.ca backslash art in the dark. All right. Terrific. There. Yeah. Is there anything that I should have asked you that I haven't asked about. Uh, no, I think that pretty much covers it. Um, I'd just like to encourage people to go online, buy tickets, come on out, have a good time, um, come bring some friends. It's it's always fun to go to a party in a group. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, come on out and enjoy the night. And when you look on the website, don't forget to look for 40 for 40. Yes, exactly. It's actually the top line, yes. Okay. So, yeah, I could find 40 for 40. And uh, we're also offering for any CNIB clients, uh, it's the same $40 um, okay. price ticket as well. So there's a line there for uh, CNIB clients as well. Terrific. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank yeah. you very much for uh, being with us and chatting with us uh, about that. And uh, this is your second annual, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. so I hope you get lots of... Uh, did you get a, t a good turnout last year? We did, yeah. We had a wonderful turnout last year, and yeah, we're hoping for the same this year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot, Leslie. Thank you, Devin. And that was Leslie Yee uh, talking to us about the Gatsby Art in the Dark that's uh, going to be taking place on the uh, night of Saturday, March 9th, and uh, it's going to be at the venue, and it's going to be raising funds for the local CNIB, so the money will be staying right here. Years ago, uh, there was a, a gentleman... Um, named Kent Brockwell, and he lived right here in Peterborough, or, you know, the, the hereabouts. Uh, and um, he was a, a big uh, country singer. I know he was uh, a favorite of uh, Stomping Tom's, and uh, so he was. Uh, he often went to um, sing along uh, with him and uh, that sort of thing. And uh, so I like to feature him every once in a while. So we have a song by him called 
I can see the city lights. I always lived way back in the hills Where the neighbors are few and far between Trying to scratch a living from dawn till after dark And trying to keep my pasture green And then up in the distance I could see the city lights Hear the roar of mighty cars Where the big trucks are rolling and the swingers are swinging And the singers are singing round the bars I never seemed to have a dollar in my jeans That didn't have to go to pay a bill Trying to stretch it further to pay another one There's a bill collector coming up the hill And then off in the distance I could see the city lights Wondered where the money goes While up in Mortgage Heights they're buying brand new cars And with credit cards they buy their summer clothes And now I find myself out where the lights are bright Where the truckers and the swingers gather round Some come to drown their sorrows and others just for fun When the lights come on the singers head for town And then off in the distance I could see the city lights Hear the roar of mighty cars Where the big trucks are rolling and the swingers are swinging And the singers are singing around the bars But I'm still the same guy I was way back then Although I've traveled far away I've traveled to the north and I've traveled to the east And made a lot of friends along the way And then off in the distance I could see the city lights Wondered where the money goes While up in Mortgage Heights they're buying brand new cars And with credit cards they buy their summer clothes All right, that was Kent Brockwell with I Can See the City Lights. And as I say, he uh, lived here in uh, Peterborough or uh, Peterborough and Environs. I'll put it that way. So, um, and he was a blind person. Uh, at least he lost his sight uh, later on in life and uh, was a, a great singer. Uh, before we get to our next interview, uh, Phyllis, thank you, first of all, for uh, being with me today as a co-host. Oh, you're welcome. Nice to be here. And uh, you have a prog program of your own. I do, yes. The well, Storyteller's Corner. Okay, and um, that is on when? Monday at 1 o'clock. Okay. Yeah, we switched times when we had the new season, so that's what happens every time you have a new season, right? You have a new time and date, and or day, I should say. Yeah, or you can anyway if you want to. Mm. Yeah, and that worked out better for you. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, so uh, Monday at 1 o'clock right here on uh, Trent Radio. Right. And um, you have different uh, people on that tell stories about different things, do you? I do. I uh, encourage people on uh, listening to us to write their own stories. And then the guests that I have on, I ask them to bring a story with them. And we build a, a program around their story, and and the storyline sometimes includes a writing form. And so we were able to take that story, and in one case it was about uh, morals of the story. And so how to go about writing a story that has a moral to it, how to be intentional about that, and um, create the program around writing stories that have a moral. So that's the kind of thing I like to do with um, the people that come to visit me and bring their stories. Oh, good. That's great. I know that I'm going to be with you on the uh, 1st of April, and we're going to be, and I'll say no fooling, um, <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to be talking about... Uh, uh, stories that can be written in poetry form. That's right, yes. Because yeah, April is poetry month. Right. So that would include songs. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yes. very true. Because they're poetry first usually, and, and then they have music put to them afterwards. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. All right. Um, our next interview is going to be about dogs. Um as you may remember, we often have the uh, Lions Foundation of Canada Dog Guide Walk at the end of May. So um, I'll, I'll let the, the next interview um, uh, that we recorded last night around my uh, dining room table explain that. But uh, first, let's hear a song by Canadian flautist, Mo Kaufman called Bulldog Walk.
as you remember, if you are a regular listener to Insight Peterborough, we chatted with a number of people with different types of service dogs last year in order to pre prepare for the Dog Guide Walk, uh, sponsored by Pet Value, and uh, with funds going to the Lions Foundation of Canada's Guide Dog, Dog Guide School in Oakville. Uh, at the moment, I happen to have uh, friends living with me for a few weeks, and one of them has a service dog named Jack. So I've coerced her into chatting with us about her dog, and her name is uh, Kim Parody. Hi, Kim. How are you? Not too bad. You? I'm fine. Good. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Kim is from Collingwood, but she's living here for a brief period of time. So how was it that you came to get a service dog? First of all, is, is Jack your first dog? No, he would be my second dog from the Lions Foundation. Okay. And how did you uh, come to apply to the Lions Foundation? Oh, um, I got it through my mother, actually. Okay. She was one that, I'm not sure who she got it through, but she applied for it and said, well, I should do the same. Okay. So I did, and I got accepted. All right. So I, uh, uh, I take it that you have a disability? Yes, I do. Yeah. I have multiple sclerosis. Okay. Um, so how long did you have your first dog from Lions Foundation? Uh, about eight years. Okay. And, and how long have you had Jack? I'm working in my second year. Okay. What kind of jobs does Jack do for you? Uh, well, we tie ties to the fridge handles, and he'll tug the fridge open for me. He will go in and grab out a bottle of pop or a bottle of water or even a yogurt, and then he'll nudge the door closed. And you have to be fast because he likes to take your head off if you're not paying attention. <laughs> right. You tie, we tie ties on the uh, cupboards so that he can go into the cupboards and get out um, small boxes, pulls them out for me and hands them to me. Mm -hmm. um, same with the freezer. If the freezer, stand-up freezer has a handle on it, tie, tie there, and he'll pull stuff out of that too. A little chilly, but he, yeah. he does it. <laughs> um, he barks for help mm -hmm. when I need some help. Um, if I need help rolling over in bed, he will steady like get on the bed and steady for me and I can grab him and roll over. Um, do you have him on the bed on a regular basis or do you call him up? I usually call him up. Oh yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I try not to have him on the bed, but yeah, I kind of yeah. broke that rule a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> right. And um, there's an emotional bond that is just unexplainable. You can't really explain it unless you've had a dog. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
Let's uh, talk uh, a little bit now about what the Lions Foundation of Canada does. Um, there are other types of service dogs that they train, isn't there? Yes, there is. Um, what are those? Uh, you have, they train dogs for kids with autism. Um, you have dogs for seizures. So that would be their seizure response course. Uh, there's Canadian Vision Canine course. There's the Hearing Ear course and special skills, which Jack is. And there's a Diabetic Alert course, which is a fairly new course to our school. Mm -hmm. And that one is for type 1 diabetics. Okay. Do you have to pay for any of these training sessions? Not that I'm aware of. So you'll be able to go down and how long are you usually there? Does it all depend on? It depends on your program you're okay. in. Okay. Mm -hmm. For Jack, for my program with Jack, it was a three-week program. Okay. Yeah. And uh, do they already have you matched up with the, the dog that you're going to get? Um, they know who you're, who you're getting, what dog you're getting. Uh, we don't find out till day three of the course. Uh, okay. Then we get to know what dog we have. But sometimes it comes down to they may have two dogs in mind, and then they let you work with them, and you don't know that these dogs could one of these dogs could be yours. Right. They just let you work with them to see which one works best. Mm-hmm. So you get to work with them for how long before they say okay? This is your dog. Two days. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, I'm just going on special skills. Yeah. I'm not sure what happens in the other ones, but as far as special skills, it's two days, and then you go to class for 10 minutes, they send you back to your room, and then you sit and wait with heightened anticipation <laughs> and excitement, like, oh, boy, oh, boy, what am I getting? Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. And uh, do they leave them with you uh, at night once you get the dog? Uh, yeah, I believe we did get ours overnight once mm -hmm. we got them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we started training right off the bang with them. All right. Okay. Um, so, um... How many people do they usually have at one time? Does it depend on the program again? I believe it depends on the program. For the last two times I've been in, uh, the first round we had six people, and this time around we had five people. Ah, okay. Yeah, and this is all from, from all across Canada, is it? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So, um, what kind of, uh, what breed of dog is Jack? Jack is a half Labrador Retriever and half uh, Golden Retriever. All right. Sounds good. Is there anything else that I should be asking you about um, that, that I haven't asked you? Uh, not that I can think of. All right. So the walk is on 
I don't have a calendar right in front of me, but I think it's the uh, last full weekend of uh, May. I believe that's the date. Uh huh. Because the 31st is on a Friday, so it won't be that week weekend. Um, because the 31st is a Friday, so it'll be the one before that, which I think is the. Let me see. The Friday is the 24th, so I think probably it's the 26th of uh, May. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And are you going to be? Uh, you'll be. Uh, Back in Collingwood, probably by that time, are you going to be helping with the walk there? Yes, I will be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there will be a, a walk here in Peterborough and in other locations. I think there's going to be one in Hastings, too, isn't there? I believe they're trying to get one going. Yeah. Or at least keep the one going that's there. Terrific. Good. So if you. Uh, require any further information, I suggest that you get hold of uh, either uh, one of the Lions Clubs in the area, or uh, you can always write to us at InsightPeterborough at gmail.com, and we'll direct you to the, the uh, correct people if you want to either uh, sponsor somebody or participate in the walk yourself. I guess you have to go online to get the registration form, do you? I believe so, and they will mail out to us members that have dogs. They'll mail us out a, a form that we can start mm -hmm. um, pledge forms. Yeah, right, okay. And each of the walks uh, is um, conducted a little bit differently as to what they have on hand at the walk or what other activities they might do um, either before, during, or after the walk, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. We we're hoping to have a barbecue to go with our walk. Yeah. And mm -hmm. we get prizes from many companies within Collingwood, and we put it together in packages for people. Yeah. We do that uh, similar thing here in Peterborough as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a fun day, and uh, hopefully May 26th will be a nice day, a sunny day. I'm hoping. Yeah, but not too hot. Not too hot. <laughs> and even if it's a little rainy, like a dull rainy day, we still walk. Yes. Yeah. The dogs don't care. They just nope. go. <laughs> <laughs> they like the, uh, the walk yep. component, regardless of uh, where or when type thing. That's right. All right. All right, well, if there's nothing else that I should be asking you about uh, either the walk itself or the work of the Lions Foundation of Canada, um, we'll wish you good luck and uh, in uh, your walk in uh, Collingwood, and thank you very much for... Oh, yes. Sorry to interrupt you there. No problem. Um, but you can also get your pledge forms from Pet Value. Okay. Um... At least in Collingwood, we've been able to get ours yes. from Pet Value. Yeah. So anybody can pick up a form, as far as I know. All right. Terrific. Yes, uh, Pet Value has been a sponsor now for the past, what is it, two, three years? This will be year three, I believe. Okay. Yeah. 
All right, uh, and uh, they're a good uh, sponsor to have on hand, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. So uh, we wish you luck and uh, hope the walk in Collingwood goes well, and certainly we hope the walks around here in Peterborough and Hastings and other places. Lakefield, I think, is having one. Not sure about that, but we can certainly find out about that. So thanks very much for being with me. No problem, Devin, any time. And there was that chat with Kim Parody, who is actually from Collingwood, but as I mentioned, she and her friend uh, Janie are staying with me for a couple of uh, a few weeks, so uh, and so is her service dog Jack and uh, Jack and uh, my guide dog Frankie have a great time playing together. So anyway, I thought, well, I'll get Kim to tell us about her service dog because it's through the walks that uh, that they have for uh, walks for dog guides that they have every year across the country. Uh, that people from across the country can go to, can travel to Oakville and uh, train with um, whatever uh, dog is necessary to uh, improve their disability uh, situation. So anyway, um, Phyllis Simon is not here. Uh, he's in oh. town. Yeah. But uh, I believe he had something to do with junior achievement today, so um, he couldn't be with us. Um, but he and I are going to go to a party tonight. Oh, oh I'm hearing an ambulance and wondering, or a fire engine and wondering what the heck it is. And, but anyway, uh, nothing we have to worry about, although I hope the people are eventually okay. Um, anyway, um, Simon and I are going to be going to a uh, send-off party for three athletes, uh, three Special Olympic athletes, and um, they're going to Abu Dhabi. Where the heck is Abu Dhabi? <laughs> <laughs> In the United Arab Emirates. Oh. Uh, um I maybe I'll get uh, some more information tonight, but I'm always very confused about Abu Dhabi and Dubai. I thought both of them were countries, and come to find out, they're not. They're oh. just big cities. Oh. Abu Dhabi is the the city that um, has built a tower that now surpasses. Toronto's CN Tower, as far as height goes. Mm. So um, I, I know uh, about that because of that particular thing, but um, I know um, it'll be, uh, uh, as opposed to here, it will be very warm. And uh, so, well, there, two of the athletes are going to be participating in uh, a soccer tournament along uh, with the rest of Team Canada. So that'll be exciting. And then uh, the young lady is going to be bowling. So uh, I think it's uh, pretty neat that they have um, made uh, Team Canada and that they're going to be able to go. And um, I believe they're leaving on Thursday of next week, if I'm not mistaken. 
And uh, so um, we were invited to the party tonight to interview these uh, three athletes, and uh, Simon and I are really looking forward to doing that. Very nice. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Simon um, is uh, also um, chair of the um, National Accessibility Week Committee and um, is involved with Heads Up for Inclusion. And uh, earlier this week, there was uh, an announcement from both Heads Up for Inclusion and the Peterborough Council for Persons with Disabilities about a walk that's going to be taking place on May 31st, which is how I happen to know that um, May 31st was on a Friday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, so that's after the dog guide walk, or walk for dog guides. Um, it's the following, Friday following that. And uh, it's going to be down George Street, and uh, it's going to be for people with disabilities and people without disabilities. So I'm sure we'll have somebody on talking about that between uh, now and then. Mm -hmm. So uh, that should be quite exciting. Yes. All right. Well, speaking of dogs, um, John Morris is a, uh, a local singer, and um, he is uh, famous for his show here on Trent Radio, and um, also his uh, um, love of country music, and for his guide dog. He and his wife both have guide dogs. Um, John has Tad, and Lynn has Lois. And uh, since we've been talking about dogs, I thought we should have something by John Morris, and um, this one is called Memory. What is it? Memory is. Uh, That's okay. We'll just yeah, play. No, I can't see that. No. Okay, you've got the song ready to go, though. I right? do. Yeah. All right, we'll we'll hear it anyway. Here's John.
jealousy that drove the trust from our hearts. There is a fireside that warms a heart and a soul. Deceit and shame, distrust and blame have made the fire grow cold was our very own John Morris with Memory Is. Um, There's another fellow down in Halifax. I've actually had the pleasure of meeting him. You may remember a few years ago he had quite a hit with Pittance of Time. Uh, That was uh, about uh, Remembrance Day and people not wanting to set aside two minutes to uh, remember our veterans each year, which is uh, really unfortunate. Uh, But um, anyway, he wrote that song, Pittance of Time, and uh, he has a number of albums out. And um, because we were talking earlier about pictures and that sort of thing, I I tried to find songs that I might have about pictures, but the word picture didn't come up very much or often in the uh, list of songs that I have. However, there is a song called uh, Tribute that Terry sings, and uh, so we'll, uh, we'll play that. I knew when I was young Has helped me through all I have done And I remember my father As he sang to me Little men go to sleep 
And I dream peaceful dreams And I recall my mother's joined hands Asking God to help her understand Why he took the light from her children When no answer came How her faith remained And she lived day by day God bless you mom Here's to your dad Your hands held firmly to the tiller You have always been my pillar And you were there through the laughter and the tears Though we drifted apart a time or two I still knew you were there Still knew you were there Not a day goes by You don't cross my mind I realize I must take the time I mustn't take you both for granted And I promise to share More of your golden years And we'll make up for lost time God bless you, Mom Here's to your dad your hands held firmly to the tiller You have always been my pillar And you were there through the laughter and the tears Though we drifted apart a time or two I still knew you were there Yes, you were there And that was Terry Kelly, Kelly with Tribute. Uh, my uh, tongue is um, going faster than my brain or something. Uh, anyway, uh, we're just about um, finished here.